0: What's going on, family? Happy Friday, TGIF, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Listen, guys, cheers to the weekend. Not just any weekend, but it's Labor Day weekend, which serves as the unofficial end of summer Which means we're going into fall I don't know if you're noticing But it's getting darker sooner Yeah, a lot's changing But one thing that hasn't changed Is our commitment to the world of pro wrestling And bringing that to you So I definitely hope that even though seasons change You're enjoying what we're bringing to you Thanks for everybody who has been hanging out with us On social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter At The Faction Show We absolutely appreciate you Shout out to everybody who continues to check out our podcast and are subscribed as well if you're not subscribed and if it's your first time click the subscribe button or if you've just been hanging out with us and haven't subscribed yet go ahead click that button i promise you it's going to make a huge difference so you'll be among the first to know when we drop new episodes like we've just done And all types of other cool things. Also, do us a favor and rate and leave a comment for those podcasts on your preferred podcast platform. It allows others to see what we're doing more readily and take part. Okay, so we've got a lot of news to jump into um, as we're going into a holiday weekend, but some big things are happening. It's been a big week in the world of pro wrestling, Monday Night Raw, NXT, NXT. AEW, we've got all that for you. So starting with Monday Night Raw. Of course, it's their second show inside the WWE Thunderdome. In addition, it's their first show following Payback, beginning the build-up to their next pay-per-view, being WWE Night of Champions. And we saw a decrease in viewership this week, as opposed to last week. So last week, they drew 2.028 million viewers, the first time that we've seen 2 million viewers on Monday night. Raw in a long long time well this week they dropped to 1.896 million viewers so they lost about a hundred or hundred and thirty thousand viewers from week to week so there's a couple of things we have to note first of course Last week's show was the fallout from SummerSlam and the first live show that we've seen on Monday Night Raw in a long, long time. So we have to consider that. We also have to consider the fact that things are just a bit different right now. So the post show to SummerSlam held some different things in the post show for Payback and Payback for Raw was really different than Payback for SmackDown. The big news that everybody was talking about from Payback was raw Roman Reigns winning the Universal Championship, that was the lead headline. Him partnering with Paul Heyman, that was the headline. It really wasn't anything from Raw. So now with Raw, of course, we're seeing who could potentially be the number one contender. Uh, in my opinion, the qualifying matches seemed really, really obvious. There was no way that uh, Dolph Ziggler was beating Keith Lee. Um, With all the recent things going on with Kevin Owens, there was no way he was beating Randy Orton. And then when Rey Mysterio was switched out and Dominic Mysterio was switched in, there was absolutely no way he was beating Randy Orton. Randy Orton ends up winning the triple threat to uh, get another shot at the WWE Championship, which will happen at the... Night of Champions. Now, what is notable is NXT and their Super Tuesday presentation. So there's a lot of NXT news to talk about. The last time we were together on our quick hits, we talked about the departure of Mauro Ranallo. And it certainly seems really evident that his departure has made room for Wade Barrett to be on the commentary team for NXT. And they brought us a Super Tuesday show this week. The reason that NXT... NXT has been moved to Tuesdays for the next couple of weeks has been the same reason why AEW Dynamite found itself on a couple of different nights for the last few weeks. Other sports entities and their playoffs for AEW it's been the NBA for the WWE it has been the NHL and so with NHL playoffs happening on Wednesday it definitely puts NXT on Tuesday nights now here's what's interesting the episode that aired this past Tuesday which was their Super Tuesday designed to go ahead and crown a new NXT champion proved to be very very successful so let's consider this it was on a different night with really only one maybe two nights of promo to tell us that it was Super Tuesday and they came in with 849,000 viewers Now that's a 25,000 Viewer increase over last week's show, and it's one of their best showings in all of 2020. It's the best rating that the show has done this year in the key demo, and it helped NXT shoot into the top 10 shows amongst cable originals on Tuesday night. That was a big deal. This happened on a Tuesday, not the normal Wednesday. Okay, And the next week's show is also going to happen on Tuesday as well. We saw a Fatal 4-Way Iron match, I believe the first of its kind, that saw Finn Balor and Adam Cole kind of walk away as the co-winners as both of them picked up two falls apiece. And that's going to lead now to the title match between those two gentlemen coming up this Tuesday on NXT. Let me tell you why this is important. This is important because there are discussions that are happening for NXT to move from Wednesday nights on to Tuesday nights. Yeah, here's why from the USA side of things, they want their shows to do very, very well the ratings so it's completely understandable that we would expect them to do well and to want that for their people for WWE WWE wants there to continue to be competition with NXT and the Wednesday Night War but NXT has been losing the Wednesday Night War to AEW so who's gonna win this battle will it be the network will it be WWE Well, I think next week's showing will have a lot to do with whether or not we see NXT show up on Tuesday nights. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I personally think it's not a bad thing for NXT to be on Tuesday night. And it's not a bad thing for AEW to run opposed. Because AEW in its running opposed ended up posting another great number. 928,000 viewers this week. Mind you, it's also on the strength of the go-home show for the all-out pay-per-view happening this weekend. So it was a pretty significant thing. They were number eight. Eight in the uh, important 18 to 49 demographic uh, a big big deal for AEW so let's just look at it AEW and NXT running opposed post better numbers than they do when they're running against each other kind of makes sense to have them on separate nights yeah. Now, let me throw one other thing in there as well. NXT over the last 3 weeks has garnered over 800,000 viewers. That is a very big deal for NXT because they were not posting those kinds of numbers before. So, it's an exciting thing to see for wrestling and again, my thought is perhaps we are onto something by moving NXT to Tuesday night. Here's the however in comma. Vince McMahon and WWE, yeah, they like the idea of a war. They like the idea of competition. And there is now, well, it's not even a rumor, it's a fact, that AEW, in case you haven't heard, is going to be launching a second television show. So here's the deal. As part of the deal that happened with AEW and Warner Media earlier this year, warner media has chosen to extend aew through 2023 and in case you're wondering they are paying aew 45 million dollars a year that's pretty impressive for a startup company i know i wouldn't mind 45 million dollars for airing my content on somebody's network in fact sign me up Put the faction on someone's network and for $45 million, you won't believe the types of things we'll be able to give to you. But with that said, it affords AEW the opportunity for a second program. Now, we're not sure what that program is going to be called, what it will entail, what it will look like. But one thing we are pretty certain of is if AEW makes a move, WWE is going to make a move. So look for perhaps another program coming from WWE to attempt to counter AEW and their momentum. I don't know. I think it's all very interesting, and I think pro wrestling wins when we have competition and when we have these kinds of options. Before we go, let's take a look at the fact that, speaking of AEW, they are the next to go to pay-per-view, and that happens this Saturday night as AEW presents... All Out. It'll be airing live from Daily Place, the amphitheater in Jacksonville, which has been the home for AEW for these past few months. And the card looks pretty stacked. Here's what we're looking at. Britt Baker versus Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. The Young Bucks take on Jurassic Express. Matt Hardy takes on Sammy Guevara in a Broken Rules match. The Dark Order will take on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and The Natural Nightmares. There's going to be the 21-man Casino Battle Royale for an AEW Championship opportunity. Then we've got Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. And then we've got three title matches. The AEW Women's World Championship sees Hikaru Shida taking on the NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa. We've got the AEW Tag Team title match of Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on FTR and the AEW World Championship match which sees Jon Moxley taking on MJF. My quick thoughts on this, I think AEW will deliver again with an amazing all-out show. Again, this one has all the makings of a very special pay-per-view. I think AEW has figured out how to wrestle in the pandemic, how to make it exciting, how to make it fun. I'm not sure yet if there will be live fans or not that will be present, but I am certain It's going to be a great show. I think we can get a surprise coming out of the Battle Royal in terms of who will win that. I'm not sure yet, but I want to talk about a couple of matches that have caught my eye. The match that you guys are going to want to look out for is that AEW Women's World Championship match. This has potential to be the best women's match we've seen in AEW history. Hikaru Shida, a fantastic champion, taking on the NWA champion Thunder Rosa. This is significant on so many levels. We talked about the first all-in now two years ago which saw an NWA championship match. It was Nick Aldis against Cody Rhodes, an important match. In fact, that was the only title match on the all-in pay-per-view. Now, we're looking at a scenario where the NWA is working again with AEW, and I will tell you, the NWA wins in a big, big way with all of this. Now, I I will tell you this, if you want there to be headlines, Thunder Rosa could win, and if she wins and takes that AEW championship to the NWA, which the NWA will relaunch in about 10 days, you wanna talk about eyes being on the NWA product. That will be amazing. I think the tag title match is going to be incredible, and I think FTR will finally become the tag team champions, and I think it's a quick road to get there, but I think Omega and Page have had their problems. FTR is a well-oiled machine, and FTR, quite frankly, wants to be champions in AEW. I think Jon Moxley is about to get his stiffest tests with MJF. If MJF loses, it will be his first singles loss in 2020 in AEW. John Moxley, on the other hand, uh, you know, he could easily win this match. I think it's not going to be a cakewalk for Moxley. Um, There are parts of me that thinks MJF could win this. It's possible, but I'm going to go with Jon Moxley on this one as well. I want to hear your predictions for AEW All Out. Will you be watching? And if so, what are you thinking about the matches that they are presenting? Let us know. Remember tonight, we got SmackDown on Fox at the WWE Thunderdome. It'll be our first time to see Roman Reigns as Universal Champion with Paul Heyman by Aside should be very interesting to see how those things unfold, and yeah, it's going to be a great weekend for pro wrestling, so I really hope you guys are making plans to watch that you're going to be safe with whatever you're doing. That you're going to have some fun and hopefully relax on this Labor Day weekend. In case you missed it, our latest podcast is available for video as well as the Band of Brothers are back together. Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, we're all together and we're talking about WC. W, the rise and fall of WCW. You'll want to watch this conversation on our Facebook page right now, Facebook.com slash the faction show. If you want to check out the audio, the audio of it is available right here wherever you're checking us out right now. All right, until next time, C Man GB Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray collectively were known as the Faction.